Hello everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, your homegirl, LaDosha Wright, the author of Curly Hair Adventures and What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. Today, I'm going to be giving you the huggy lowdown on why you should comb your hair, or as my mama would say, comb your head, okay? So, um, here goes it. Um, This is going to be a wonderful, wonderful topic. It's going to be a little lengthy because this is really, really rich with information. I just can't seem to get it all in in the 15 minutes. So I'm going to give it to you as thorough and as quickly as I can. And again, I would like to thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Before I get started, I want to remind you guys that I need you to help me get the word out about my podcast by liking it sharing it and posting this on some of your social media or you can also text this link uh, to your families and friends so let's just jump right on into it combing your hair so what is this all about let me be the first to tell you that my entire career as a cosmetologist actually came out of um, the need to help people learn how to comb their hair So for those of you who don't know, if you haven't read my book, I also tell the story of how my work as an outreach worker led to my career as a cosmetologist. That's right. It was during my work as an outreach worker that I saw and learned about the challenges of uh, hairstyles and how it really played on a person's psyche and how they felt about themselves, you know, during that particular moment or situation. So it is true that if you don't look good, you don't feel good. And when you don't feel good, you don't always make the best choices. And for a lot of people, that not feeling good actually started with their hair. And hair can not always look good when it is not combed. And so if you're using the wrong comb, you're going to have a problem. So if you're having some problems with your hair, then this is going to be the blog that's going to help you out. I'm sorry, this is going to be the podcast that is going to help you out. So just listen up and pay pay close attention. So now um, I'm going to take this topic and I'm going to split it in half. So to those of you who have locks, braids, twists, Um, uh, braided extensions, any type of a hairstyle, like the Maxwell, I love Maxwell's Afro, little spiky natural do. So any of those types of hairstyles that naturally does not require a comb, then what I'm, I'm about to cover does not apply to those hairstyles. So don't go writing me no crazy little messages about how am I supposed to comb my locks. So no, you're not supposed to comb locks. So there are quite a few hairstyles that do not require a comb. So not those hairstyles. That's scoot over to the left. So those topics, those hairstyles belong over in that category. They do not require a comb. So now we're going to move over here to the right. I wish you guys could see me. I'm I'm over here moving my hands over. So we're going to move over here to the right. The hairstyles that require a comb. So for example, we're talking about your sleek, smooth hairstyles, 
your uh, your bouncing and behaving body curls. Uh, we're talking about your weaves. We're talking about your man weaves, uh, your lace fronts, your sew-ins, your quick weaves. Um, and so we're t- and certain curly hairstyles they also need to be combed, and certain Afro hairstyles need to be combed and then followed up by a pick. So um, I also had the wonderful opportunity to be interviewed for Procter and Gamble's um, "My Black Is Beautiful" um, campaign. They they reached out to me and they wanted to interview me and feature me as a stylist for their "My My Black Is Beautiful" campaign. And um, the reporter asked me, "What trend would you not like to see um, that was in?" T- 2019, you know, carry over into 2020. And I couldn't wait to answer that. I said, oh, 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 here we go. I said, unkempt hair. <laughs> and so she was like, what do you mean? I said, I think that um, I don't ever want to see, and I don't think, I know for a fact that I never want to see unkempt hair in 2020. So whatever hairstyle you have, that's on you. If you like weaves, man weaves, quick weaves, if you want to go it down your back like Crystal Gale, for those of you who know who Crystal Gale is, for those who don't, Google her. So if you, it doesn't matter. Hair is meant to be combed. So those hairstyles have to be combed. Now, every time I have this conversation, I always get into it with those people who are going to do that famous and say that infamous, or some people it's famous, but to me it's that infamous statement. Black people can't comb their hair like white people. Bull, fragger, pagger, knacko. Race and a comb has nothing to do with it. So here's what I've done to make this blog pretty interesting because I know there are going to be a lot of people who are like, mm-mm. That combing issue, let me tell you, before I give you this list, I have been working in the cosmetology industry as a salon owner and a cosmetologist, literally, guys, for 20 years. I'm not just in it because it's 2020. So I I went into business in 2000. So here he is, 2020. And I am telling you, combing hair is the number one reason why I lose a client. I'm not making this up. As a matter of fact, the entire Revis Design team, the number one reason we lose clients at our hair salon is because those customers who do not like combing their hair, they become so angry with us when they come back to the salon and complain about a hairstyle. So, um, and we're telling them that you have to comb your hair. This is very, very hard for a lot of people uh, particularly African-Americans and people who have textured hair to accept because many believe that as black people or African-American people that we do not have to comb our hair. That is a slave narrative. So I know what you're going to say, uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, ain't that right, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> did you watch Little Rascals? If you did, you know what I'm talking about. So uh-huh is right. Um, combing hair is, is natural for all people of all ethnicities. Unfortunately, for those of us, particularly in America, I'm an American, so I can only give the American narrative. 
we know for certain that combing hair was shunned. It was illegal. It was denied. It was forbidden. We could not do it as slaves. When they brought us over on the slave ship, they did not send over any combs, any tools, any hair care products. So there you have it. That is the reason why we truly believe that we do not have to comb our hair. So when you buy my book, which by the way, it is available at lwrightbooks.com and it's available on Amazon and you can also download it on your iBooks or your Kindle. You can get more about this topic or again, you can follow me over on YouTube at Ladosha Wright. You can read my blogs, What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon, or you can stop getting upset and just continue to listen to this podcast about combing your hair. So the notion that African-Americans or people of the African diaspora or biracial people do not have to comb their hair has a slave narrative attached to it. Why? So here, I'm going to give you about four to five um, resources that you can do your own research and get the huggy low down yourself. So if if this is really irritating, you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I, I'm not, I, no, she got me messed up. Then let me stop messing you up and let me give you some things that you can go and do your own research. So research the history of, of the combs. So number one, here's what they don't tell you at the hair salon. For those of you who truly believe that you do not have to comb your hair because you are black, what they don't tell you at the hair salon, or perhaps maybe they are telling you, but you just won't listen. Combs are some of the oldest artifacts found at many, many excavation sites around the world, not just in Africa. Humans have been adorning themselves since the beginning of time. Where do they get this concept of adorning themselves from? Animals! (laughs) Yes, birds do it. Bees do it. Animals, innately, they want to be clean. You ever seen a dirty cat? Cats don't even want to be dirty, okay? Combing the hair is not about being a diva. It's about hygiene. It's about keeping the stuff off of the hair. As a matter of fact, when you do some of your research, what you're going to discover is that they were actually shaving the hair off because the combs that they were uh, inventing could not get the little microorganisms off of the scalp. So in ancient times, they were really shaving off the hair because of the bugs. And then once they started to create combs and soaps and better quantities of combs, they really start to keep them as a part of hygiene and of course, looking cute. So we're not gonna deny that a comb is, a, is a, a, are about looking good, but for the most part, even today, as a licensed cosmetologist, I can tell you that combing your hair is also about cleaning the scalp and ridding the hair of hair that's shed. So let me get a little bit technical before I give you this list because I can get, what's the list, Ladosha? The list is coming. So a little bit technical. So here's the science of what they don't tell you at the hair salon or perhaps they are telling you at the hair salon, but perhaps you're not listening. And maybe they're not saying it like this, but they are attempting to tell you. 
your hair grows each individual strand has its own life cycle it's three stages well four but three antigen catagen intelligent when you comb your hair you're respecting the ebb and flow of the natural growth process which is catagen catagen is when the hair is about to come out and telogen is when the hair actually comes out so combing the hair respects that natural process when you don't comb the hair you will throw that cycle off and you're going to see more hair come out now i know you're like this girl got to be messed up no do your own research combing helps exercise the erector pili muscle which holds the hair onto your head it also helps promote and redistribute the natural oils that your scalp produces so this is why this podcast is a little bit longer and this is why i'm being so detail oriented because i want you guys to not be duped by all of these images and videos that you're seeing on social media we have to be really really careful with these cameras and these um filters and all of these uh, video editing programs because people are really believing this stuff. That's number one. Number two, a lot of the history in America that has been written about hair is not FUBU. You know, it's not for us by us. So we need to be writing history um, from a historical and factual standpoint about Africans and how we took care of our hair before slavery. You know, combs are older than Christ. This is how far enriched the history of combs are. So now here is my list. If you don't believe me, just watch or read or watch a video. Number one, go to the Smithsonian Institute website. The Smithsonian Institute has a, oh my gosh, they have a wonderful, wonderful um Um, platform on the history of cones and even um, just mankind itself you know from the homo sapiens sapien you know to you know the astral astralopithecus to the homo sapiens sapien you've got to go to this website and get this information for yourself guys don't always just even listening to me and reading my book it's going to help but sometimes you know I'm kind of like KRS-One if you want to hear a fresh rhyme you go to the source So if you don't believe me, then go to the Smithsonian, um, excuse me, website and read some of this stuff for yourself. That's number one. Number two, my homegirl, Miss Angel Harriet, she wrote a book called The Journey to Kemet. Now, it's a book for children, um, also uh, maybe early, you know, uh, uh, preteens. But this is a wonderful, wonderful book. She has wonderful pictures. And in this book, she also has combs. The, the visuals in this book is wonderful. So it, though it's a children's book, it is great for the entire family. This is Angel Harriet's A Journey to Kemet. I carry this book with me every single place that I go. I use it in the salon because people are so surprised. I'm talking about jaw dropping responses when I showed them the images out of her book and the foreword was written by um, 
um, Anthony Browder. So that's telling you how wonderful uh, of, a, um, of a historian this woman is. And her book is very credible because Mr. Browder, um, he would not just write that forward for anybody if you know who he is, okay? So check her book out. Um, if you're like, I don't like reading, no problem, I gotcha. Then you need to go over to YouTube and watch 400 Years Without a Comb by Dr. Willie Morrow, okay? Um, you can read, you can watch his his uh, documentary, and there he will give you a wonderful narrative. And this is a documentary that I would watch with the entire family. It's great for a school project, a church group, a women's group. Heck, you might be in the joint listening to this. So if they allow you to watch uh, YouTube in prison or wherever you at, you know, then go on and watch it and get yourself some history while you're in there. Um, or if you're on punishment and you got to do a report. No, I'm just kidding. No, seriously, watch this 400 Years Without a Calm by Dr. Willie Marwell. And check him out, too. Dr. Willie Marwell is a legend in his own um uh, you know, his own time. This man is remarkable. And then also, you could also read Alea Bundles on her own ground, where she's telling you that her great-great-grandma, great-great-great-grandma, um, Madam C.J. Walker, did not invent the straightening comb. So um, these are some facts. And then last but not least, you can also buy my book, What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon uh, at com, or you can also download it on your iBook Kindle or your Nook platform. So there you have it, okay? So um, let's come on up to uh, the, um, um, the combs versus the brush. Now remember, I want you guys to do what? Like, share, and repost this podcast. Help us sister out, all right? So um, I, I get this too. You know, I hear you, Ladosha. I hear you talking about we need to comb my hair, but guess what? I don't like to comb my hair. I use a brush. Oh, come on. Give me a break for crying out loud. People, brushing your hair is entirely... It's, it's a total different concept, okay? So here's what they don't tell you at the hair salon about the comb versus the brush. Now remember, the purpose of the comb is to clean the hair and groom it. So groomed hair is like, um, uh, here, here's an analogy. Check this out. You know, you get up in the morning, right? You get dressed and you get in the car and you go to work and you sit at your desk or wherever you're at, all right? So some, somewhere between actually putting those clothes on, getting in the car, and getting to work, what happens to your clothes, right? They, they move around. You know what I'm talking about. Your jacket slides over. Your pants or your leggings, they slide down. Your boob might kind of move out the little brassiere a little bit. And what about those underwear? Don't somehow they just seem to crawl in the most uncomfortable places? Now, you don't take your hands and just brush the situation over. You don't brush the jacket and brush your boobs and brush your pants and pat your butt. What do you do? You get up in there and you snatch those pants up. Or you take that jacket and you straighten it up. Or you stick your hand in that shirt and you smooth that boob out. And if you really, really got grotta, you know what grotta is. You hate to do it, but you got to pull that out your butt, right? That's like combing your hair, okay? Just so brushing would be like kind of like patting those clothes down. 
brushing the hair is like, think of like Sade, that beautiful ponytail. When you want your hair to be smooth, you get your brush and you smooth it over. But brushing does not do to your hair with combing. Those are two different purposes. So do not use a brush in lieu of a comb. So now here's the third point. It hurts. You know why it hurts? Because hair care and hairstyling are about three things. The right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. So perhaps you have the wrong comb, but the wrong technique and the wrong products or vice versa. You get where I'm going. So you have to have these three down pat. If you need a visual on this, then you can do what? Check me out on YouTube or you can buy my book, What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon, and you'll get more information about you know, the whole process of combing your hair with the right products, the right tools, or the right techniques. So that's probably the reason why it hurts. So you're probably detangling your hair um, the wrong way or you're using the wrong comb. Your technique is all off. So that's why it is hurting. So you need to comb your hair and not use a brush. So the question is now, it's like, well, I like brushes anyway, Miss Smarty Pants. Okay, so here go the huggy low down on the brushes, all right? The best brush on the market, this is a little thing, is the Mason, or is it the Pearson? The Mason Pearson brush. I know, it's a, it's a bristle, so if you're anti-pork, then get your uh, a porcupine bristle brush. So the, the natural bristle brush is made from animal fibers um, they're in the brush they come in different lengths because the hair in different lengths and the purpose of those brushes is to redistribute the natural oils that your scalp produces from the scalp to the ends they're also more taut so that it can get through the dense more dense fiber uh, heads of hair so those two brushes are at the top to help redistribute the oils and keep that hair nice and smooth and keep those cuticles flat. I know the Mason Pearson brush is about a hundred bucks, but what the French toast, you are worth it male or female, weave or not, okay? So if you're spending $300 on the weave and you got a 99 cent brush, I'ma talk about you real bad on social media, okay? Invest in yourself and get you a wonderful brush. Um, as far as those nylon bristle brushes, hated it. No, 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 no. Those br uh, bristles are too harsh, so do not use any form of a nylon bristle brush. I'm going to leave that at that. Next up, wig brushes, hence the term wig. Do not use a wig brush on your natural hair. Wig brushes are designed to do what? Pull out the loose fibers or strands from the wig, whether it's artificial hair or real hair. Wigs shed really bad. So those brushes are designed to thatch the wig, like a rake thatches the garden. So do not use a wig brush on your natural hair, but you must use a wig brush on your wig, okay? Um, the last three are going to be your three forms of plastic brushes. You have a paddle brush, you have a vent brush, and then you have a Dimming the plastic nine roll or seven roll bristle brushes. So the paddle brush, I'm going to give it up to Aveda 
and Denman. Those are the best two paddle brushes on the market because their bases are solid and you can blow dry your hair with it. You can also groom your hair with the two paddle brushes. The vent brush is to help blow dry the hair faster and create volume. I know if you're thinking Lace Garrett, then go right on ahead. And it's, you know, so Vent Brushes, Fair Faucet, Lace Garrett. Yeah, it helps with the feather and it helps blow dry the hair really fast. I use Vent Brushes at the salon, okay, sometimes. But I've been using Rev Air, so I ain't used the blow dry in a long time. But if you don't have Rev Air, no problem. Go ahead and use your Vent Brush. It'll start to dry the hair pretty fast. And you can use them on most textures except for Afros. And then last but not least would be be the seven to nine roll uh, Demon or plastic bristle brushes. So I see a lot of people using these on social media to help promote the curls. I'm telling you, this stuff makes me sick. Y'all go mess around and be bald-headed out here watching these videos on these social media sites. I am going to take this opportunity to plea to all of the people who are creating videos to be responsible with your leadership. I, I love a good editing program. I like the whole concept of filtering to make things look nice but we have to understand that a lot of people who are watching this stuff they're taking it literal I am not against making money and I love a little hype after all you are listening to my podcast however you must be responsible with your leadership and your platform the Demon brush is not really created or designed for that wet styling so I know what y'all saying, but I've been doing it. Okay, okay, okay. Keep doing it. Then call me up in about five years and let me know how much hair you have left. I do not work for the Demon Brush Company, so I'm not a representative. They are not paying me to say this, but I am telling you, do not continue to use that brush to style your hair like that for an extended period of time. I don't care how many likes that video gets. Over a period of time, you will compromise your texture and your hair, okay? So a little bit is okay, but as a practice, hail to the gnaw, okay? So, I think I've done a good job. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast on what they don't tell you at the hair salon about a comb. I've broken down for you some different places where you can vet the information that I'm telling you. I've also shared with you the difference between um, a comb and a brush and which one you should use. I've also shared with you the top three reasons why combing your hair may be hurting or you're not having a good experience with the hair coming out is because you're not using the right products, the right tools, and the right techniques. These topics can all be found in my book, What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. Remember, you can visit me um, on YouTube at Ladosha Wright. You can also come visit me at the Reverend Design Team Hair Salon. Visit RDT Hair Salon website. You may also go to lwrightbooks.com, my blog, What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon, and I am available on all the social media platforms. If you would like to have me come and speak or train at your organization, reach out to me on my website, lwrightbook.com, and I would love to come and talk to your group or your company and do some training. 
I would like to thank you so much. Again, like, share, and repost. Text this over to your homegirls. Last but not least, I am pleading with you again to visit protectmyprofession.com side three three petitions to preserve the education of barbering and cosmetology here in the state of Ohio. That helps to keep me working legally, okay? Thank you so very much. And you know what I say when I'm always signing out, my wonderful people. I'm always talking about a whole lot of peace, love, 